from 16. Luke chapter 14 from the 16th verse. Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper, and bade many, and sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground. Somebody said, I have bought a piece of ground. And I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So that, so that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in tither, the poor, and the maimed, and the halt, and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, yet there is room. Somebody said, there is room. Yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and the hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. Amen. This is a parable that Jesus um, gave in the book of Luke. It's one of one of uh, other parables about the same theme of banquets. So, for example, in in, in chapter fourteen, the first verse down was he starts by talking about a banquet. When you go to a banquet, how you you must not um, go and sit at a the seat of prominence and how you must rather go and sit at a lowly place so that peradventure you may be picked from there and brought to a, a greater seat so that by, by, by that means you are honored. It was teaching humility in that text. The, the, the uh, entirety of Luke 14 seems to focus a bit on, on banquets and on, and on supper and on eating and on feasting. Um, uh, many people think Christianity is boring, but when you read scripture, you, you, you see how Jesus was partying all around. What are you talking about? The last time, um, before he, the first miracle that he performed, he didn't perform it in church. He performed it at a wedding reception. So there is nothing boring about this life. In fact, this is the higher life in Christ, where the Spirit of the Lord leads us and we move according to His will. I'm not preaching at all this morning. But in the, from the 16, it talks about the parable of a certain great supper that was made, a great feast. Now, and in this feast, people were in, invited already. People were given prior invitation. It's like one of those things when I'm driving, I'm listening to CTFM, and they give an announcement and they say, um, there is this music something something they are going to do and when they finish their advert then they will say this program is strictly by invitation 
and then I get annoyed and I'm asking my wife. So if it is strictly by invitation, why are they announcing? Why are they? It's like you you know I am not invited to the thing. You are teasing me with it. Why are, why am, why are you announcing it? And this supper seems to me that from the beginning it, it was it was a special group of people who were invited to this great supper. They were given prior information. They they had been invited already long before the supper was prepared. The Bible says after that everything was set and and food was ready and everything was arranged the servants were sent to go and bring in these guys who were who had been priorly invited uh, the bible says they all with one consent started giving excuses the first person said i have bought a piece of land and i must go and and look at it and check it out when you were buying it were you blind when you were buying it, where were, where were your eyes? Didn't you see the land before you bought it? How can you buy a piece of land when you haven't seen it? And the Bible says it was supper, which means that it was in the evening. And yet the gentleman says that I have bought a land and this land, I must see it in the evening. And because of this, I cannot come for the supper. You see, when people don't want to do a thing, they will always find an excuse not to do it. When you want to do it, you will find a way to do it. Tap somebody say, find a way to do it hallelujah it said i have just bought a piece of land i have bought a ground so i cannot come as ridiculous as the excuse sounds for the person who does not want to do it that is his best uh, attempt at escaping the invitation have you ever been invited somewhere where you didn't want to go and so you came up with a quick excuse to get out of it have you been there before have you been there before uh, you've been invited somewhere and you say ah my son my son my son is not feeling well but nothing is wrong with your son you are looking for that one excuse to present I, 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 can you can you understand and appreciate where i'm coming from you are looking for that excuse you see and many of us look for a certain kind of excuse that when we give you can't contest it it's like oh if it is this one then then you can't come oh, then then you have to go and sort this out and the guy said i have just bought a piece of land if i don't go and look at it maybe somebody will start building because lands commission will not do anything about it what are you talking about then the second person said i have bought five oxen i, I need to go and prove them I, I still don't understand how you can buy things without checking them out first uh, but i've seen in this generation people always buy things without checking it out first a man and a woman will come and stand before the altar and and i'll ask them do you and they say i do and they haven't proven themselves and they haven't checked first two weeks down the line they are fighting like mayweather and pakiayo this one to have said it the guy said i have bought the thing but it is now that i am going to prove it listen don't allow anything to be sold to you without first checking it out don't allow anybody to lay hands on you without first checking where the spirit is coming from don't allow anybody to preach anything to you without first checking the source of it the bible says by their fruits we will know them not by their eloquence not by their gift not by how they preach not by how they dress not by how accurate their prophecies it's by their fruit that we will know them and so if their fruit is not demonstrated the fruit of the spirit or it's not an evidence of the spirit that is at work in them you need to suspect them hallelujah and that is why many times you put on your television and and certain places are full you are sitting back there wondering what at all is, is going on here what is wrong with all these people who have congregated and have gathered in this place because they have failed to check the fruit of what where they are they are simply interested in their giftings and if it's only a gift you are after the devil can sell you a gift and you buy it mm. 
It's you go to a fetish priest today. Uh, the way you come here and I mention your name, I don't know you. You can go to a fetish priest. He will mention your name and he doesn't know you too. So it is not just about the gift. It's about the spirit of work that, of God that is at work. The guy said, I need to prove the oxen that I have I bought, five of them. So I cannot come. Beckon, Beckon, I approve of oxen. Beckon. Okay, we approve oxen. Amen. Shemo, Shemo, you're here. Adia Sana, yes, Branabi did you know? What's your old Afina? oxen. What is oxen in 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 G? Somebody say mess. Third person said, I have married a wife. So I cannot come. You see, all the first two gave you a reason and a purpose for which they couldn't come. First one said, I bought a land reason. I'm going to check it out so I cannot come. Second person, I bought oxen. I'm going to prove it so I cannot come. Third person, I've married a wife. I won't come. Hey, what 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 has marrying a wife got to do with coming for a party? Okay, it is this a party for two. We, we, my wife and I are coming together. So because I have married a wife, I cannot come. Maybe it was night time, so they couldn't come. Mm. It's a serious matter. Three of them said, We cannot come. And the Bible says the one who organized the party, the feast, became angry. He sent the servant and said, Go to the streets. When, when, you are, when you are organizing a feast, the last group of people you want are people who are on the streets. Because they are not dressed to come for a feast. They, 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 are, they don't know the etiquettes of eating at a banquet or a feast. They don't know how to use fork and knife. People who are languishing, walking and sleeping on streets don't have time for using forks and knives. All they care about is how to get the food into their belly, case closed. Uh, but the, the, the man said, I don't care anymore. At the point at which we are now, anybody that comes in will accept them. The gates are open, the place is empty. Go to the streets and find a way of getting them from the streets in here. I don't care how tall or short they are get them in here then he says go to the to the nooks and crannies every part that you find them and the people went and they brought in some people and they said still there is room then he said now go to the highways the highways is the place where cars pass the busiest part of a city the busiest part of a country the busiest part of a town and he said go to those same places be shameless about it i know a lot of people will be passing a lot of people will see you but find as many as you come and bring them to the banquet because their place is empty and we need to fill it. Hallelujah. You see, the banquet is simply this kingdom. The kingdom of God, the church of God. And, and there's, there's so much room for people to enter in. The first group that said, the first person that said, I have bought a land. It is the group of people who are so concerned about property that it shifts their focus from church and the things of God. The Bible says, where your treasure is, there your heart also shall be. That is why when a man takes care of a woman all her life, takes her through school and 
and after school he meets a colleague in her class who speaks english like her and breaks this man who to, the man wants to collapse because he has put his treasure somewhere and his heart is also there am i preaching where your treasure is there your heart is and there are people who have they are, they are, they are more concerned about the ground that they have acquired the ground that they have acquired the cars that they are acquiring the houses that they are acquiring the women that they are acquiring the men that they are acquiring the second category says i have bought five oxen what are oxen used for oxen are used for plowing that is work that is career there are people who are also con- too concerned and too engulfed and too their, their whole mindset is about career and their profession that they lose sight of coming to the house of God and fellowshipping in the house of God. And their excuse makes sense for them. Because these people are about five hours, I need to prove them so I cannot come. I met a gentleman yesterday. He said, Do you go to church? He said, No, I don't, I don't go to church. Why? He said, my, my, my work, I work on Sundays. And Mondays are my off days. And I told him, if you want to go to church, you will go to church. Because you see, there's somebody that would love to have your Sunday work. You can always find somebody that you swap with on some Sundays and go to church. So the fact that you have told me that you don't go to church because you work every Sunday tells me your mindset and how you have programmed yourself not to have even church in your vocabulary. In any case, there are, there are ministries and places that have services on Mondays. So the Monday that is your off day, what stops you from entering church? Career, oxen. Number three said, I have married a wife. These are relationships, entanglements that prevent people from serving God and coming to the house of God. People are in groups that when when they when others see them in church they feel that they will be they'll be mocked feel that hey you are taking this creating too serious every day church they are in some group in there, some associations that prevent them from coming to the house of God and the Bible but the Bible says says go to the streets you see there are certain people out there that may not look like grace temple material but they are the ones the Lord is looking for they may not look like church material, but they are the ones the Lord is looking for. They, 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 this, this, this mindset of you have to dress in a certain way to come to church. You need to even have offering before you come to church. Your shoe must be on point before you come to church. It must be a thing of the past. Because all these things are, are, are secondary to the real reason we come to church. We come for nourishment of our souls and our spirit man. So if I come and I'm wearing slippers and I can receive an impartation and an infusion of power into my life and glory and grace, everything else can change about me i came to tell you from today move out into the street and compel them into the house of god there is somebody sitting by you in your office sitting by you somewhere in the market who needs to hear that god loves you people have been broken by life people have been turned upside down their whole worldview have been appended by the thing that they have been through people's fathers have broken their hearts mothers have broken their hearts there are people who even some pastors have broken their hearts that when you even talk about church they don't want to hear it yet God says these are the people I still want and the people I'm looking for go out there into the streets and compel them to come to the house of God somebody say compel them compel them them. people need to hear about Jesus you need to compel them 
Yesterday, after we spoke to the guy, the guy said, you, you find a way to go to church. I said, you will find a way. If you want to, you will find a way. Listen, the things you keep hearing have the way of influencing you, whether you like it or not. The things you keep hearing. A certain, a certain team, Manchester United. Can I talk about them for a minute? They had a certain coach who kept telling them a certain line. You are not good enough. We need better players. You need better defenders. Look at what they are doing. We need sharper strikers. And they kept losing. And they kept losing. Then that person went away. Another person comes and says, you are good enough. You are one of the best in the world. You can do it. And then they start scoring. And you, you, you've got to understand that the things you hear has a way of affecting your psyche. It has a way of influencing even what you believe. If you give that to a child, and you keep telling the child, Wabon, Wabon, what is our papa? Wabon. They are just re-emphasizing and reinforcing a certain mindset into them. So while they are sitting in mathematics class and they are being taught Venn diagram, it keeps ringing at the back of their mind. It's Mabong, Mabong, Mabong. But if you keep telling him, hey, what be papa? Oh, yeah, sharp papa. Oh, yeah, brilliant. Even when he goes and he's not getting it, no, I am brilliant. I must get this thing. I, I, I am good. My mother says I'm good. I must get this thing. The thing that you keep telling people has a way of influencing them, has a way of shaping them. And here we are in, in, a, in a place where you put on your radio and every time you are hearing one negative thing after the other because you see you have to understand that it is only bad news that sells. There is no way if a pastor lays hands or a prophesied and comes to pass, a certain media house will come and pick it and say, pastor prophesies and it comes to pass. They don't care about that. But let me, let another pastor do something wrong. It will be headline right now because it is bad news that sells. And once you are in the world, you keep hearing negative news. You keep, you keep hearing negative vigilante you keep hearing militia you keep hearing we are dying you keep hearing flats you keep hearing we don't have ambulance you keep hearing tariffs are high you keep hearing dollar is high your whole world with there is pressure and there is stress on you the only place where you come where you are told about Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith is the church of God and you are given a certain fire in your belly that no matter what the world tells you you cannot go down because there is something superior inside of you so the Bible says he that is in us is greater than he that is in the world and that is why when you stop coming to church you start sinking because the more you hear these things the more you sink mm. can, can i preach can i preach can i preach so compel them see we are, we are we are at a time that we need to compel people we are at a time that, that we need to, we, we have to come to a place, we won't accept any excuses anymore. I'm bringing you to church whether you like it or not. I heard a story of a man that Bishop Dad would go and pick and bring to church when, when Lighthouse started. And uh, when he, he also, you know, the, uh, how many of you have, have lived in a compound house before? Oh, okay. Then, then you understand the image I'm about to paint for you. There's, a, there's a, a bathroom, general bathroom that the entire house uses. And he would, Bishop Dad would go and sit down and uh, the gentleman would enter the bathroom. And so in his mind, he's going to bath. So he's waiting for him to finish bathing so that he would bring him. And by the time he's waiting, he entered through the door but jammed out through the, the wall. 
he's gone. The man will sit there and go and say, Ah, yes, you go, nobody is there. Or come. And so it got to a time of Baya, yeah, Today, the man is a bishop. Yeah. He's a bishop preaching, going around, laying hands, healing. He's going around also carrying people and compelling people. Because he knows what he's been through. He knows how he got where he is. Listen to me. There's somebody who is destiny is closely linked to yours. You need to compel them. Listen, there are people who will be grateful to you because you said one word to them about Jesus. They will never forget you. Hallelujah. They will never forget you. There's, there's a friend of mine in university. It got to a time in her life. She just wanted to give up in life. She didn't care anymore. She didn't care what, what will come, what will happen to. She does not care. That's, that's what we need to be praying for our children. You don't know in what company they are languishing in, in school. So she, she met a certain young man who began to take advantage of her because she didn't care and she was abused at home by a certain step, so stepmother of some sort. So she said, I don't care anymore. My father doesn't love us. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care what, what can come, can come. And she, one day I got the opportunity to talk to her and God spoke to me. So I was prophesying to her in level 200. I began to prophesy to her and she started crying. And I went deeper and I went, then I used the opportunity to enter scriptures with her. But when I was talking for about one hour, talking, she was just weeping. She, like a bit, like a bono, she was weeping. I broke her by the grace of God. Once that were done after that one hour, I, I, I prayed with her and I encouraged her. She forget what, what, what's going on at home and what's behind her. There is something great ahead of her. She just focus. That's why you are in school. Focus and let's march on. Right after that, that same week, she went to uh, uh, leave that boyfriend of, of, of hers. She went to collab their relationship. Today, she's married with three children. One and the second, they are two, a set of twins. Today, he's married to a certain head of something, 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 something in, in one of the telcos. Today, the Lord, she herself works in one of the big banks in Ghana. Yes, today, the Lord has blessed her and, and, and she's marching for, and doing well. And I ask myself, what if we never had that opportunity to engage? What if I was not the one she met that day and she met someone else at home? Hey, let me give you a pill. Go and kill your, 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 your stepmother. Run away from home. It is the best. These stepmothers that have come, they will kill you. Imagine if she has met somebody like that. You see, there is somebody around you. There are people who are hurting, but they have marked that hurt with makeup. Mm. There are people going through stuff, but they have marked it and they are, they are, they are pretending to be strong, but they are broken inside. All they need is a reassurance and a word from somebody who actually cares. Somebody who will go out there and compel them to come. To compel them. Somebody said, that, that a, certain, a certain lady said, oh, me, I don't go to church anymore. And someone said, oh, I said, every church I go to, all the pastors, have, I know this pastor, I know that pastor, I know that pastor, I know that pastor. They've all slept with me. So they are all not correct. He said, look, she has gone through continuous People who are supposed to shepherd her are fleecing her. And 
we need to demonstrate to those people that there is a God in this house and there's a generation the Lord is raising here that lives are being transformed and destinies are being realigned hallelujah see people don't know whenever people meet me and, and people encounter me and I start going to certain areas I start many say, ah, say really so how come I've not heard about you before and I keep telling I told pastor after this I said when you read your Bible the Bible talks about the man Elijah who said God kill me is that what is that what he said he said God kill me the God said stop being too low over there I have how many prophets he said how many? 3,000 prophets reserved that you don't know about. So these 3,000 people you don't know, you have never heard, they are still my prophets I have anointed that I am still using. But you, Elijah, you have even never heard about them. And I told him, God didn't call us to be popular. God called us to make impact. So if we'll be in our corner and make impact, we'll do it like that. Listen, if I wanted popularity, you know the people who walk in here every day? When many of you are at work, you know the people, the cars that drive here every day to come to my office. Some of them, I have only seen them on TV, then I meet them physically. And yet when I meet them, you know, because I have what they are looking for. Even my working is different. What are you talking about? Hallelujah. So, so understand that there is a generation rising up here. There's something the Lord is doing. We need to compel them to come in. They need to hear that the Lord is doing something in this generation. God has not finished with them yet. God has not done with them yet. The fact that they are alive means that the Lord is up to something with them. Our, our own lives must be examples unto them. People are in our families that need to know that there is God. God is still alive. See, many people have come to the point who think that this whole this God thing is all overblown. Especially when you are, when you when you attend university and you go to Legon and they are teaching philosophy and they are teaching you all manner of things. And begin to question things, begin to ask questions. It's good to ask questions, but you cannot fully dissect a God whose thoughts are higher than yours and his ways are higher than your ways. That is why he's not a God to be proven, he's a God to be believed. Tap someone say compel them. Oh, tap another say compel them. Listen, this year, then by God's grace, we are seven years in ministry. Seven years. As a branch, we are seven years. As a branch. And I remember when we how we started. We said, no, we, we have we are we are compelling our own selves. We are going out there. After we had gone to sort the, the face of the Lord. Pray, 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 pray. God said, I've made a way for you. Go. What did we do? Started roaming. Walking. What? I walked like I've never walked before. Huh? Walked Madina. Remember? Inside there, somewhere up here, enter here. So we're looking for... God said, I've made a way. So we're looking for that way. You've got to understand, when God says, I've made a way, you don't go home and sleep. <laughs> yeah, there, 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 there. Search for about two weeks. Then we got a call. Your people, why are you roaming about? The land that is here, no, it is for you. Do church with it. Then it, it confirmed what God said, that I have made a way. And then we started. 
look, listen, people look down, but we started because we're working in the will of God. And we knew that the whole purpose of this ministry, that is why we knew from the beginning, even before the branch started, that the name of this branch is Grace Temple. Because God said his grace will be flowing so much that people will come in from the streets, but the Lord will just transform them just like that. People will become working evidences of his grace, working evidences of his power, working evidences of his favor. I, 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 I want you to understand, there are many, the room is still empty. The one who made the supper said, the place is still, is still empty. We need to fill it. There is room. There is room. Tapsam said, there is room. Many of us just enjoy coming to hear the, the, the testimonies, come to hear the message, come hear the prophecy for ourselves. But there are people who need it more than you. There are people who are out there proving oxen. They, don't, they, they may not need it as much as those who are on the streets. So if they won't come, we'll find other people who will come. Hallelujah. I want you to uh, uh, close your eyes with me right now. You want to pray in the next few minutes. I want you to target a few friends and family members around you that need Jesus. You want to pray for them that the Lord will touch their hearts and turn them around to him. I want you to just, in your mind's eye, friends of yours, uh, family members of yours, acquaintances of yours, begin to pray for them. Begin to pray for them. Just, just pray for them. Some of us as fathers, as mothers, as uncles, as brothers, as sisters, as schoolmates, there are people that need to be awakened. Because Jesus is alive. Father, we give you praise. Thank you for your word. We pray for your spirit of boldness to go out there into the streets and compel them to come to you by any means necessary. Give us clarity. Give us the ability to say the right things. Give us the vision to be able to know what to say, when to say it. And to bring them under your feet to enjoy of the overflowing grace that you have so abundantly bestowed upon us. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, we call it done. Amen. Somebody put your hands together for Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr. For more of these messages, please subscribe to his podcast and SoundCloud. It's Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr. To interact with him, like his page on Facebook, follow him on Twitter at Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr.